0: And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. Everybody, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, Gil Martin. So glad to be with you here on this Monday, the Monday where... We're getting ready to start the 2021-22 NHL season. Season getting underway Thursday night for the Islanders in Raleigh against the Carolina Hurricanes. We will have full previews. We're going to look ahead to the season. But first, we'll talk about some transactions the team made. We will look at some key takeaways from the Islanders' preseason finale against the New York Rangers. And we have a very special Islanders' birthday of the day, on today's show, one of the most important and one of the most popular Islanders of all time. So excited to talk about that and to look back at what may be the most magic moment in New York Islanders history. I want to thank everybody here for being part of the Locked On Islanders family and for making Locked On Islanders your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. If you've got something Islanders related on your mind, if you've got a question, a comment, a topic that you'd like us to talk about, feel free to send us an email. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Isles, And you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter Uh, at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I, and we'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings as we get ready to kick off the 2021-2022 NHL season. So let's start with some key takeaways from Saturday's preseason finale, and uh, thankfully it is indeed the finale. Uh, preseason now over Islanders are done with that and look you know what three0 and two in five preseason games if you basically get eight points out of you know those five games you carry that over the course of an entire season and that's a very good thing and you know Barry Trotz said before the game, that this lineup that he put out there would be 98% of the Islanders' opening lineup. And what did we see? Well, we had Barzal, Lee, and Palmieri as the number one line. You still had uh, Pajot, Parise, and Wallstrom as the third line. Your fourth line was Matt. Uh, Martin's still not in, in the lineup, so he had Tzizekas, Ross Johnston, and Cal Clutterbuck. Now, Barry Trotz did not say at this point whether Matt Martin will be ready to go Thursday when the season gets underway against the Carolina Hurricane, but he did say that once Matt Martin returns to the lineup, it will be a situation where he will obviously have that job back. So, all of that things to uh, take into consideration and obviously encouraging that the New York Islanders were able to score four goals in this game to do well on the power play as well. And that one of the things that we saw that I think is a key takeaway was Anders Lee and the way Lee was playing because Realistically, Anders Lee, an important part of this Islanders team, we still, you know, he played a a preseason game before Saturday and he did well, but he looked a lot more comfortable in this game against the Rangers offensively. And, you know, he had a three-point night, scored some goals, that always is encouraging. And... That's something we need to see from this top line. Obviously, you know, you lose Jordan Eberly, you have to make adjustments when that happens. You have Palmieri coming in. You want to develop that chemistry between Kyle Palmieri, Anders Lee, and Matthew Barzal. And over the last two preseason games, I think we definitely saw a lot more effective chemistry on that first line. Another thing that we definitely saw on the defense pairings. I think they're coming more into focus now after the preseason is over. Obviously, Pelic and Pulak are the top pairing. We all knew that, but we weren't 100% sure about the other two pairings. And if this last preseason game is any indication, you have... Andy Green pairing with Scotty Mayfield. And then you have Noah Dobson and big Zedano Chara. Which one is designated the second pair? Which one is designated the third pair? Your guess right now is as good as mine. But those are the initial pairings on defense to start the 2021-2022 season. And I love the pairing of Dobson and Chara. To me that is a situation where Dobson and Chara, you know, Noah Dobson is still developing his game, he's still learning, and he can learn a lot from playing with a veteran like Zdeno Chara. Chara will cover for him in those situations where he takes a little bit of a gamble and it may not always pay off. And again, overall, positive developments with that pairing. Now, again, Anders Lee, two goals, one assist. The first goal, to me, was particularly uh, beautiful. It was a nice slap shot coming off the rush. And Barry Trotz referred to Lee after the game on Saturday as being a beast. So, look, he's coming back from a severe injury that required surgery, the torn ACL. And he had the two goals and an assist Overall, here's what Barry, uh, rather, Matthew Barzal said. I thought the last game he got his feet wet and did his thing. I thought tonight, which is Saturday night, this is a quote from Barzi after the game. I think tonight he looked a lot more comfortable. That's nice to see. It's more nice to see for the boys that he's back doing his thing and that he's strong and healthy. And I think that. You can't overlook that. That is vital for the New York Islanders to have a healthy and productive Anders Lee and a healthy and productive top line. So far, so good. Now, defensively, this team did not look as sharp as they usually do, but it's a veteran team. And look, they played five preseason games. If they looked good or better than good in four of the five preseason games... That's something we have to talk about. That's a good sign. And, you know, look, hopefully this last preseason game, the shakiness on defense is more of an aberration and everything will work out just fine. So, still a lot to talk about. We have some roster moves, some players placed on waivers, and Eric Gustafson's fate has been decided. We'll talk about all of that and a whole lot more later on on today's Locked on Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, and you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and yeah, you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com, That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. Make sure you check out the Cross Checks live NHL season preview show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. It'll be on the Locked On NHL YouTube page Tuesday, October 12th from 6 to 7. Andrew and Mary tee up the new NHL season with a look at the key storylines from around the league featuring drop-ins from our roster of local NHL hosts, fantasy insights from Locked On Fantasy Hockey Scott Cullen, and an award in Stanley Cup playoff predictions. So make sure you check that out on the Locked On NHL YouTube page Tuesday between 6 and 7 p.m. Eastern Time. So the Islanders making a move. Uh, Eric Gustafson was on the island on a PTO. Looks like the Islanders will not be signing him to a contract. And he appears to be heading off to Chicago to join the Chicago Blackhawks. So Gustafson, not going to make the Islanders' final roster. I thought he looked pretty good, all things considered. But uh, at the end of the day, the Islanders taking a pass. Now, to me, the reason I would have signed Gustafson is because he can do some of the things offensively. That the Islanders need done. And that's, you know, when you lose your top player uh, on the power play, your top offensive defenseman in Nick Letty, you need to find a way uh, to sort of make that up. But it really becomes a question of trusting Noah Dobson and thinking that, you know, Nick Letty's gone, Noah Dobson becomes the new Nick Letty as far as quarterbacking the power play and what have you, and then you trust Andy Green and Scotty Mayfield and Zidane O'Chara to help fill in, and, you know, maybe your 7th or 8th defenseman, if necessary, steps into the lineup, whether that's Robin Sallow, who I think will be headed down to the minors to start the season, or whether it's uh, Sebastian Aho, who certainly does have power play ability and capability, all of that uh, gives you the opportunity for a little more flexibility. So we'll see what the Islanders end up doing. But yeah, it's going to be a situation where the Islanders have a lot of things. To decide, but not Eric Gustafson. He is headed to Chicago, and there was some hinting uh, from Barry Trotz that Lou Lamoriello was not yet finished assembling the roster. There are still some moves he wants to do. Now, rosters, official rosters, done due into the NHL by five o'clock Eastern time today, Monday. So we have to see what the Islanders do now. Two more players were let go. Uh, over the weekend, both of them veterans. Now, they weren't let go in the sense that, you know, they're not going to be there, but both Thomas Hickey and Richard Panique passed through waivers on Saturday. And that realistically means that if you wait 30 days, you would no longer have to have Panique or Hickey pass through waivers again if you want to bring them back up. Now, Panik, I thought, was very likely to be one of the black aces. And right now, it looks like he will at least probably start the season with Bridgeport in the AHL. It's uh, one of those things where both he uh, and uh, Hickey passed through waivers. So it, it, it becomes a question of how the Islanders are going to handle this and who is going to fill in those final roster spots. Hickey, look, Hickey had been passed on the depth chart by a number of players, and it wasn't surprising to me to see that. Uh, you get rid of Gustafsson, but you still have Aho ahead of him uh, on the depth chart, and it, it just didn't look like Hickey was going to be the guy to to fill in. If anything, he was going to be the 8th or ninth player on this depth chart, depending on what happened with Gustafsson. But, you know, right now, if they wait 30 days, they could always bring him back, but it's the $2.5 million cap hit that really makes things the most difficult for Thomas Hickey if he is hoping to find a place on this Islanders roster. Uh, with Panik, you know, the cap hit, because Detroit is still paying part of his salary, his cap hit is only $1.375 million. So, you know, I'm a little more surprised about him being sent down. And the other big question that still is hanging out there is what happens to Kiefer Bellows? Again, Bellows probably doesn't benefit that much from being sent back to Bridgeport at this point. He has done all he can do in Bridgeport, but he doesn't have a place in the NHL on the in the Islanders lineup. There just isn't room for it. So what is Lou Lamarello going to do? It would not shock me to see. Lou Lamorello, try to work out a trade for uh, involving a, a, a player like Kiefer Bellows and probably make that trade as part of a bigger deal that frees up a little more cap space because right now the Islanders don't have a lot of cap space and they need to find a way to increase their available cap space if they hope, to make a run at, uh, you know, adding a player a little bit later on in the season. And remember, it's important to remember that the salary cap is calculated on a day-by-day basis. So, you know, we've talked a lot about the idea of the Islanders adding a sniper. And, you know, whether they... Look for a a Tarasenko or some other player who becomes available via a trade. At the end of the day, if you wait until February, or you know even wait up until the trade deadline, you can add a player making six, seven, eight million dollars a season without it affecting your salary cap number as much because the cap is figured on a day-by-day basis. So lots of balls still in the air, lots of moving parts as the Islanders look to finalize their opening night roster. But we're getting closer, and the pieces are starting to come together. So Lou Lamarello, busy up until the last minute, waiting for that 5 p.m. Eastern time deadline on Monday before he figures out exactly what he wants to do going forward. We've got a lot more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast, a very special Islanders birthday of the day, and a look back at what may be the greatest single moment in Islanders history. We've got that and a lot more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Bilt Bar. Do you know that Bilt Bar has so many delicious flavors? There really is something for everyone. And when you talk to a Bilt Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. And it's easy to tell why when you hear this lineup of permanent flavors. Coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, cookies and cream, German chocolate, and my personal favorite, salted caramel. I love that combination of sweet and salty. It just, it really is great. And the best thing is, not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they are healthy as well. Check out the macros. Each bar has just between 17 and 18 grams of protein. Only 130 to 180 calories per bar, depending on the flavor. Four, maybe five grams of sugar, and only four to five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, and all healthy. And Bilt Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Go to Built.com right now. Use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day and uh, this one is a special one. We want to wish a very happy 69th birthday. The former Islanders right wing, Bob Nystrom. Nystrom turning 69 on Sunday. He was drafted in the third round of the NHL amateur draft, the very first year the Islanders were in the league. Spent most of that first Islanders season at their AHL affiliate in New Haven, but came up, played 11 games, one goal, two assists in those 11 contests. But by his second season... Nystrom had become a 20-goal scorer, and he even had a 30-goal year in 1977-78. 30 goals, 59 points, both of those being career highs. The previous year, he had 29 goals. So Nystrom, you know, not a sniper by any stretch of the imagination, but great in the corners, digging pucks out, not afraid to be physical, Uh, 6'1", 200 pounds, which was pretty big back then, and Nystrom, not afraid to drop the gloves either, uh, went over 100 penalty minutes a number of times in his career. But Nystrom was also clutch. The Islanders, uh, you know, fans watched him develop from a rookie on a bad team that first year who had trouble with his skating and actually took lessons from a... uh, skating coach to improve his skating enough to become a a very solid NHL player. And he remained with the team from their first season in 72-73 through the 85-86 season, 900 career NHL regular season games for Bobby Nye, 235 goals, 513 points, 1,248 penalty minutes. He also had 157 playoff games, all with the Islanders, 39 goals, 83 points. His most productive playoff year, 1979-80, of course. 20 games, 9 goals, 18 points, and another career high, 50 penalty minutes. Look, Bobby Nystrom was called Mr. Islander for his hustle, for his desire, because he was a fan favorite, but we're going to go back and look at what may be the most magic moment in Islanders history. Of course, I'm talking about May 24th, 1980. And I wanted to get this in for Bobby Nystrom's birthday, and also to get this season, which starts later this week, off on the right foot, in the right state of mind. Flyers-Islanders, Game 6, 1980 Stanley Cup Final. It was the Flyers getting on the board first in this game with Dennis Potvan in the penalty box for cross-checking. Reggie Leach, the Flyers' most natural goal scorer, his ninth in the playoffs from Rick McLeish and Bill Barber at 7:21, and Philadelphia led 1-0. But the Islanders got it back, and they got it back quickly with Mike Busniuk in the penalty box for holding. Dennis Potvan, his sixth, from Mike Bossy and Brian Troche at 11:56. Islanders and Flyers tied at one. Dwayne Sutter gave the Islanders the advantage a little more than two minutes later. His third of the playoffs, Clark Gillies and Butch Goring with the helpers at 1408, 2-1 Islanders, but late in the period, Brian Prop, his fifth from Paul Holmgren and Ken Linsman at 1858. After one period, Islanders 2, Flyers 2 in the Coliseum was tense. The second period was all Islanders. They got the lead, and again, it was the power play getting the job done. Ben Wilson off for holding Mike Bossey, his 10th of the playoffs. Bob Bourne and Brian Trottier on the assists at 734, 3-2 to two Islanders. And then Bob Nystrom, our Islanders' birthday of the day, his 8th of the playoffs from John Tanelli, with just 14 seconds left on the clock in the second period for two Islanders, and the Islanders were... Seemingly 20 minutes away from their first ever Stanley Cup Championship. But the Flyers being a good team as they were, they fought back Bob Daly, his fourth of the playoffs from Ken the Rat Winsman, and Paul Holmgren at 147. That made it a four-to-three game, and then at 6:02 of the third period. The Flyers quickly tie it. John Paddock, his second, from Moose DuPont and Rick McLeish, this game headed to overtime. But in the overtime period, in what is the most famous goal in Islanders history and the most memorable, Bob Nystrom, his ninth, from Lorne Henning and John Tonelli at 7-11 of the overtime period. And the Islanders went on to win this game 5 to 4 in overtime and win what would be their first of four straight Stanley Cups in their history and it was just bedlam at the Nassau Coliseum that day two goals in this game for Nystrom he was a plus 1 he had 21 penalty minutes in this contest and four shots on goal, but that goal alone made Bobby Nystrom and Islanders immortal, and just absolutely a magic moment for the New York Islanders. Billy Smith, 21 saves to earn the win, and the Islanders went on to win their first of four straight Stanley Cups. So, uh, we want to wish a day late a very happy 69th birthday to Bobby Nystrom, Mr. Islander, uh, as we remember that magic moment in Islanders history, Stanley Cup victory number one. They say the first one is always the sweetest, and it certainly was for the New York Islanders and their fans. That is a moment that will live on as long as exist. exists. Fans will be remembering and recalling the specialness of that moment. So uh, great to see it and great to remember it. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Tomorrow, we've got an interesting question to discuss, uh, a fan email. We'll start to look ahead. We, We will know the final roster by tomorrow night. So we'll be able to let you know what the actual final roster is. And we'll start looking ahead to the season opener against the Carolina Hurricanes. Now, make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Hockey host Scott Cullen leans on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available on all platforms. That's going to do it for us on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great day, everybody. The season is almost upon us. And, of course, let's go Islanders.